You're listening to a CNA podcast. That was how things used to sound for fishermen in Malaysia. Fish flopping on ship decks after a successful day at sea. But now, instead of selling fish, some are selling those very vessels just to make ends meet. I'm Teresa Tang, and in this episode of CNA Correspondent, I want to answer one question. Where have all the fish gone? This story begins in Sungai Besar, a coastal town about a two-hour drive from Malaysia's capital, Kuala Lumpur. Its name translates into Big River. Locals are worried because there are fewer and fewer fish coming out of its waters. Joining me now to talk about what's going on is CNA digital correspondent Rashvin Bedi. Hi, Teresa. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on today. Fish, it's a staple protein in my house. It's on our dinner table at least once a week, and my kids, they love it. Uh, what about you? How important would you say fish is for families in Malaysia? Well, okay, I try and eat fish as much as now as possible because they say it's healthier than, say, chicken. So in general, I would say fish is a very important source of protein for Malaysians. According to the Food and Agriculture Organization, fish is a major component in Malaysian diets. And the country ranked as one of the highest consumers of fish and seafood in the world at about 53 kilograms per capita in 2020. The global average is about 20 kilos. Wow. So Malaysians like their fish. <laughs> yes, I would say so. <laughs> okay, so how did this story take shape? Uh, are there signs at the grocery store of this fish shortage? Are there higher prices? Does the average Malaysian even know that there's a problem? I don't think the average Malaysian knows there's a problem. The only problem they see is the rising cost of fish, I would say. So when you go to the market, fish has in other things as well, going up in price. So people complain about that. And maybe now because there's a lot of rain, so maybe there's a less supply of uh, certain fish and prices are going up. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's how the story took shape. And even the Department of Fisheries has said last year that there was a problem. Okay, so take me with you. You're heading to Sungai Basar. How did you find the fishermen that you spoke to? How willing were they to talk to you? Some of them were not going out to sea because they told me that there aren't any fish to catch at that point of time. So Sungai Besar is a small town with a laid-back atmosphere. There's no hustle and bustle like Kuala Lumpur. And it's not exactly a tourist destination. I like Sekinchan, which isn't very far from Sungai Besar. The town, they depend a lot on agriculture. So the fishing industry is very important for them. Mm -hmm. So for this story, I got in touch with a member of the association there in Sungai Besar. So they brought me around. And from there, I managed to speak to some fishermen. It wasn't easy because uh, there's a lot of translation needed, but I think the main gist of what they were saying is they are in trouble and they are facing difficulty. And for now, it's been a few months. The cash has seemingly dwindled. Uh, it has happened in the past, but not as long as this. There is some concern right now. So here is one of the fishermen I heard from, Chia Hockley. Hi, if the water changes when it is cold or warm and it is not the same, the fish won't like it. They won't come here. The catch volume is very low, down 50%. Your profit becomes slim because some of the equipment may need replacing. Things are very expensive nowadays. We make just enough. 
we can't even make enough for our savings, not just here, from up the coast to down in Qadar. So, Rashvin, let's talk about the why. Why is all of this happening? Why are there fewer and fewer fish? Obviously, climate change is one reason. Uh, and also overfishing is a major issue too, right? I think, Teresa, there are a lot of factors for this, why this is happening. Climate change, yes, a lot depends on the weather. And I think the weather is more erratic these days. There can be some days which are really heavy rain and some days which are really hot. So, first, basically, there are two types of fish, pelagic and demersal. I'm talking about marine. So, pelagic fish are those that are usually at the surface of water, such as tuna. And demersal fish are those that are usually associated with the bottom of the sea and are dependent on coral reefs. So, these include trooper, sea bream, and snapper. So, as the weather gets hotter, they say the corals become bleached. So, demersal fish do not have a place to breed. So pelagic fish have to respond to climate change by migrating towards deeper waters to maintain the optimum conditions for their growth, reproduction and survival. So as fish populations redistribute in response to changes in habitat conditions, fishermen may need to travel farther to find their target species, shift to changing, to catching different species or invest in new gear. And besides that, of course, there is overfishing. Mm -hmm. When you use gear such as trawls, water trolls, there is a tendency for nets to drag on the seafloor, destroying all the seabed and catching all fish, including juveniles. So I've been told that demersal fish caught by Malaysian fishermen using trawlers are destroying the habitat of these fishes. And the indications of the decrease in demersal fish stock can be clearly seen when, on average, such smaller fishes land over time and years. So, yes, climate change is impacting the catch. And there's a darker side too, one that's more difficult to regulate. And we're talking about illegal fishing vessels. Who are these guys and how much do they take from the waters? Okay, so there has been a lot of intrusion of foreign fishermen. Authorities say from Vietnam and Thailand, mainly in the east coast of Malaysia, where the South China is. Why it happens because maybe the sea over there is vast and maybe there are less Malaysian fishermen who are willing to go out to sea over there. The intrusion of foreign fishermen into Malaysian waters has impacted the catch for local fishermen. And this is more prevalent in probably the east coast of uh, Peninsular Malaysia, where uh, the states of Kelantan and Tsugano border the fishing zones with uh, Vietnam and, say, Thailand. And these fishermen are said to have caused billions in catch for Malaysia. So why it happens, I think, because the South China Sea is vast and maybe it's harder to control. So authorities might face more difficulties in trying to catch these fishermen. And authorities, they do acknowledge that fish numbers have fallen, but they insist the supply is stable. They say they have things under control. Is that the case, Rashvin? What exactly are authorities doing? So the Department of Fisheries told me that the supply is stable but it has reached a maximum sustainable yield in several areas, especially on the west coast of Peninsular Malaysia, where the Malacca Straits is located. So maximum sustainable yield, or MSY, refers to the theoretical highest catch that a fish can support in the long term if environmental conditions remain. So I think basically the Department of Fisheries is not saying it outright, but there is an issue because they are not issuing any new fishing licenses for several zones mm -hmm. that are located close to the shore except for the deeper waters. This indicates there is an issue. 
they are looking at upping their operations to look at illegal operations and those who use illegal traps and trawlers. And they are not issuing new licenses for fishing vessels, especially in the zones closer to the shore. And one option the government has proposed is pivoting to aquaculture or fish breeding. And, you know, on the one hand, it seems like it's a logical suggestion. But on the other, it is very different from heading out to sea and casting a net, isn't it? Uh, Yes, this is not exactly new to Malaysia, but it is a worldwide trend. In fact, worldwide, most of the fish we eat is from aquaculture compared to marine catch. So the Ministry of Agriculture has said that it wants to target the total catch of Malaysia's fish output to 60% by 2030. Currently, it's about 30%. So this is very ambitious. Yes, and it is very different to going out to sea and catching a fish from the sea. But it's not as straightforward and it's not easy as well because you need a lot of land, you need a lot of capital, but it is something that the government is looking to improve on. From 2021 to 2022, the amount of catch by agriculture increased by 37.5%. So this is something that I think will be expanded in the coming years. So I spoke to the Director General of the Department of Fisheries Malaysia, Mr. Adnan Ben Hussein. We have a plan in place to give the fishermen a new working opportunity for those who are willing to try a different field. One of the things that we offer is to venture into aquaculture. However, this is not easy because the fishermen said this is the only thing they know how to do and this is all they have. We have also offered a lot of other programs for our fishermen in aquaculture. It's just that the feedback that we got from them was they were not that interested. What's next then for fishermen who actually don't want to make that transition? There's no fish, they're selling their boats. So what does the future look like for them? Did you get the sense that they're giving up? That seems to be the case. There seems to be a lot of doom and gloom, a lot of despair. And it has been going on for years, but they have still been able to survive. Mm -hmm. But they don't want their kids or even others to take up fishing. They're not sure whether it's something that will be able to give them a livelihood in the future. And of course, fishing is not easy. There are a lot of factors. It depends on the weather and Mm -hmm. it's a very tough life. You're away from your family. And so now if you have to go out further to get fish, so there's an air of despair. Yeah, it's becoming less and less attractive for many people. The dwindling catch is obviously having an impact on the domestic market. Uh, We talked about the higher prices, but more broadly, does the impact ripple beyond Malaysia? I do think there's an issue yet of the ripples going beyond Malaysia because When the supply is less, the prices will go up. So I think maybe Malaysia exports a lot of fish to Singapore even. So maybe people in Singapore might have to pay more for their fish. And Mm. I think the fishermen, they would still be able to sell their fish. But whether they would be able to catch fish in the future remains to be seen. All right. Thanks so much, Rashvin. It really makes me think twice about where the fish on my table comes from. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Teresa, for having me. Be sure to watch this story on our CNA YouTube channel and on CNA.Asia. And you can also catch TV episodes of CNA Correspondent every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. The team behind this week's edition is Saya Wynn, Clara Ong, Crispina Robert, Craig Dale, and myself, Teresa Tang. Thanks for joining us.